0: One guy taking damage, the other is invincible. This is the Max Level Podcast. Welcome home. For the uninitiated Max Levels of Weekly Breakfast Powwow brought to you by RPGera.com, I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this morning, he is the host of The Media Files. Typically every single Friday, it is Kyle. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Kyle. You did skip this week, though. Yeah, this is the first time we've skipped in a long time, and uh, we're doing a little bit of retooling about how uh, The Media Files is going to go about doing some episodes, maybe introducing a couple new episode format types here and there. Uh, but uh, Thunderdome uh, coming to Media Files? So I'm uh, Ooh, the Media <laughs> you Dome. You could, the Media Dome. You could take That's it. It's pretty good. You could uh, throw in upcoming movie releases or something. That's actually not a terrible idea. It really isn't. We could do something like that But, uh, But we'll be back We should be back next week Special shout out to Occam's Laser For a majority of the music you heard today during the show Go check them out wherever you can find music and people Including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter You won't be disappointed Please take a moment, do us a favor, if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. It really does help out in terms of visibility, so the this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well, patreon.com forward slash RPG Era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continue to listen to the episodes as they upload each week, Works Wonders as well. And of course, a special shout-out to current executive producers, JexX and Zanku. All right, well all of that out of the way, let's get into a little What's New With You, because we have three games to talk about here, and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of dedicate a couple minutes per game here, but we've been rather busy playing some new releases over the last week, and there's even more games that we've been playing that we're not going to talk about during What's New With You. We'll talk about one uh, a little bit later on during the main discussion, because we got some stuff centering around that one. And then, of course, Xenoblade released, and I have it, but I've not jumped into it yet, but I will soon. I've got a, I've got a couple games I haven't jumped into yet either, so. Yeah, we've got a lot of games coming right now, and, and more coming, like, you know, this week. There's another game that I want to play this week, and then there's, like, one or two that I want to play next week, and just a lot of games that I can't keep up with anymore, but I'm trying. I'm trying my best. <laughs> We're doing our damnedest. We're doing our fucking best. But the so game lay I off. Have, so, so what? So lay off. Lay off fuckers Get kidding. off Who our cares? backs Get off our We're doing what we can Get off our Nuts our, our, Yeah Yeah no, Yeah no. I don't know Or, <laughs> or get on them Yeah that too, that too. <laughs> Uh So let's kick things off with Live Alive Because it is a game that I have been putting quite a few hours into I think it's the game that I've spent the most time with this week by far Okay. Um I got it from Gamefly on Monday. I was hoping to get it on Saturday, uh last week, a week from the time that we're recording. Hopefully Digimon Survive will come today. Uh, but that may come on Monday the first as well. Who knows? But I'm hoping to get that today. But Digimon, that's another game I need to jump into. Digital in monsters. Do you remember those old uh, commercials? I do, I do, I do. And I need to I need to, you know, make sure that Sev has friends and Digimon Survive. I don't know if there's any training but I doubt there is anyway. But um, I got live and live on Monday in the mail, and this is the first time that I'm actually really getting to play this game, right? Because before, it never released here in North America. This was kind of locked to Japan. I have obviously played some fan-translated ROM versions, but never the official version, right? Never something done by, by Square Enix. And of course, it's a remake, right? or remaster, however you want to look at it, when that HD 2D style, gorgeous visuals, absolutely gorgeous game, and I'm having a blast playing it. It it is quite fun. And the unique thing about Live Alive is that it has a bunch of different, like, chapters that take place in various points of history. Right. So there's seven to start out with. I had to think for a second. There's prehistory, Imperial China, The Twilight of Edo Japan, the Wild West, the present day, the near future, the distant future, and then after you finish those seven, an eighth chapter opens up for the Middle Ages, and then after you finish that, the final chapter opens up. So you can play through those first seven chapters in any order that you want. Doesn't matter what order you play through in. They don't really connect together. They all have... Various lengths and various Difficulties there is no difficulty Selection in this game right you can't pick Easy normal hard whatever Each just chapter has its own Difficulty and each one Is a certain length And some of them are quite a bit longer Than others and then once you finish Those seven you get the middle ages and then you get the Final chapter after that So I decided to tackle these Chapters in Like chronological Order if that makes sense, like the order that they take place in the timeline of time, more or less. So I started out with prehistory, which is like cavemen and there's no actual text, right? Every all of the characters just speak and kind of do things by grunting and pointing and using like cave paintings and shit, which is kind of cool. I, I I dig that. It's kind of neat. And then I jumped to the Imperial China timeline, which is the one I'm in now. So, I've, I've only completed one so far, and I'm in the second. But after Imperial China, I'm going to go to the Twilight of Edo Japan, then the Wild West, then present day, then the near future, then the distant future. So, I've decided to kind of tackle them in chronological order, I guess, if that makes sense. But that's not the order that they're listed on, at in the menu. Um, I wanted to get further into this before I talked about it, but I obviously only got as far as I did. And... I'm probably not gonna be able to talk about it again because I do wanna talk about Xenoblade next week if possible. But and that's gonna kind of, you know that dude, Xenoblade's over a hundred hours main story. Did you see that? Yes, I did. And honestly, it's it's the main reason I haven't picked it up yet because I can't jump into a one hundred hour game right now. It's but just, yes, oh my it's God. insanely long. Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, when I spent 117 hours in Persona 5 in a week and a half after it came out. But I don't Church. have the ability to do that anymore right now. <laughs> so I, I really do want to invest in some Xenoblade. So I'm trying to power through Live Alive because I want to finish it, obviously. It's, I think it's a really fun game. And I really think you would enjoy the shit out of Live Alive, dude. I really do. I because do Because of think the graphical style. And yeah. because, it, you know, it's a throwback retro style RPG, which I know you like. And each individual chapter has its own, like, gameplay mechanics and different storylines going on. Like, prehistory, the caveman chapter is the only chapter in the game that has, like, crafting mechanics in it. Everything else does not. Interesting. And that's one of the longest chapters in the game. And it's actually the one that I think the developers, like, really wanted you to start with because it's the one that like is default selected for you at the start. Um, so prehistory's from what I understand prehistory is super long and the difficulty is about on the up on the upper scale of normal kind of trending toward hard. Imperial China is normal length with normal difficulty. Edo Japan is relatively short, but it's super hard. The Wild West is extremely short and extremely easy. Um, present day is really short normal difficulty and then the near future is long with normal difficulty and the distant future is normal and it's super easy gotcha okay so um, I like how they did this though and obviously one of the big reasons that I was looking forward to this game you know outside of the fact that I've never played it and getting to play it for the first time and this gorgeous art style was the redone soundtrack by Yoko Shimomura which has been an absolute pleasure to listen to. You know, I've I have watched some gameplay of this game, and I've it's it's scoring better than I thought it would. I I Me assumed too. that this would be a really good throwback game to early RPGs, but it would play very similar to those and feel really outdated for that reason. But I think that this game probably was ahead of its time back then. Correct. And that's why coming out now with this new updated graphic style actually feels like a really good modern RPG. Sitting at an 81 on OpenCritic right now. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh Uh-uh. Not bad at all. Not too shabby. I mean, Xenoblade's crushing it at an 88 right now. Right. But, yeah, 81's not bad for Live Alive. So, I'm looking forward to finishing it. I was watching Bosman play some of it the other day uh, because he's been playing. I don't know if he finished it or not, but I do know he was playing through... Some of the chapters, I think I was watching him play through present day when I jumped in and was watching his stream for a little bit. Um, But yeah, I didn't stick around too long because I didn't want anything really spoiled for me, obviously. But I was watching him play through that some and he seemed to be really enjoying it as well. So I do think that, you know, if you obviously are like me and probably are because you've never played Live Alive before and you're into those retro style RPGs throwback style give this a chance man it's a fun game fun yeah. game i'm looking forward to finishing it yeah go ahead sorry i was gonna no, say no no and not. that's it that's all i had and that's all you had to was just and? and 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 then and then Have they, they transition <laughs> to no what is that a, what is uh, that uh uh-huh. uh dude where's my car and yeah then. and no and then. Then. and then and then no and then, <laughs> and then. And then. no and then that movie's super stupid, but honestly dude, really entertaining. You know I love that movie. I didn't know I that. Like, I, well, I love any stoner movie, dude. Fair enough. <laughs> I like any movie. Like, I'm a big fan of the Harold and Kumar movies as well. Sure. Um, Because of that, like, any uh, Pineapple Express is another favorite movie of mine. I've never actually seen that, and I know that's something that's... It's been on my list for a long time of things I absolutely need to watch. I just like stoner comedies because they're fucking hilarious, dude. Sure, sure, they're fucking hilarious. Um, but let's talk about bears and bed and breakfasts. Yeah, man. So this was my uh, this was my number one game on Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. It was, and and you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, it got the 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 switch version got delayed because they couldn't get the controller not to work the controller worked but it didn't feel good Correct. and that's what they said it's like it's like we want we want the controller to feel as good as we want it to so we're not going to release this on the switch yet we're going to delay the switch version the pc version's still going to come out there's not going to be controller support on pc at this time but if you want to play it it's going to be the game's done we just need to figure out how to get the controller to feel right and that kind of bummed me out at first because this was a game that I thought would go really well on the switch however I picked it up on PC because I wanted to play it in in the best experience possible, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that seemed to be the case here, right? They they were f- very confident in the way that the keyboard and mouse were working and not super confident in the way the controllers were working. And, and now, after having picked it up on PC, before I really get into the game, I will say that I think that PC is probably the better option here. The mouse and keyboard work really well. And the reason that that is is because you are managing bed and breakfast resorts as a bear and so the gameplay lends itself a little bit kind of like the sims where you are building walls and placing windows and placing furniture and crafting things and, and a lot of inventory and resource management in this game. A little bit more than I was expecting. But that's not a bad thing because it turns out that that's actually kind of a, a pretty neat, robust system of, of how to do things in this game. And you are... Allowing humans back into the forests for the first time in a long time, and the humans are going to be staying at the at the bed and breakfasts that you create, and you've got to stay away from them because they're scared of you because they're scared of bears. So like every time they're coming into the resort, if you like walk by them, they're like. Bye! And run away, um, but <laughs> so it's kind of funny. But so you're like always trying to stay clear of them a little bit. But there's there's materials all over the ground that you're picking up. There's a couple of different merchants. There, if you pick up, you call them valuables, but they're actually just trash on the ground that humans have left behind—cans and and discarded food. If you take it to the, I think it's a raccoon. If you take it to the raccoon, you can trade those in for actual good things that he's found, but he thinks they're trash, and so it's like chairs, and flowers, and and nightstands, and pictures, picture frames, and stuff like that, like, he doesn't want any of those, he wants the trash, so you're giving him trash for actual decorations that you can put in your bed and breakfast, and the more decorations you put, the higher prestige score that you get for that bed and breakfast... And the more clients or different types of clients that you can accept as guests in your resort. Wait, in that bed and breakfast, are you designing multiple bed and breakfasts? Yes. Okay. There are multiple resorts that you will be in charge of in this game. And I've, I want to say it's five. I believe that there are five and you don't, you don't do all of them right away. It it eases you into it. Are they in different locations of the forest? Yes, they are. Okay, cool. And yeah, I want to say there's probably maybe, and I don't know, I haven't unlocked every zone yet. Maybe ten different zones in this game. Do you get to pick? No, I believe each each zone has its own like assigned bed and breakfast, I guess. Correct. They're they're buildings that you're rehabbing, old buildings. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yes. So you rehab these old buildings into you got to clear all the trash out, which is fine because it gives you materials also, and then you have to turn that into a bed and breakfast. And so it works out really well. Um, there is a fast travel mechanic because there's an old, like, bum stoner bus driver that's sitting Hell on yeah. the side of the road, and he's like, "Oh man, I haven't had to drive a bus in years." He's like, "Wait a minute, maybe I will drive a bus." And so, dude, if where's you can- my bus? Yeah, exactly. If you can repair these bus stops for him, then he's like really hyped, and he's like, just repair the bus stops that I can drive to, and I'll take you there for free. So there's your fast travel system to get between these zones pretty quickly. Uh, but you know what? It's really charming. It's I've had a little bit of, I don't want to say glitchiness. The game's not been glitchy. You can tell it's an indie game in terms of certain mechanics, uh, but the dialogue has been spot on the way that these animals talk to each other is so funny and the character that you're playing Hank the Bear is just an idiot yeah, yeah that's why still... that, that's why Sean resonates so well with, with the character named Hank like he always right, uses the exactly. name Hank exactly yes because yeah. he's yeah. an idiot Mm-hmm. but he's he's just such a <laughs> dummy he's such a dummy and like he's well-meaning like he always just wants to like he's like we can make some money like and then he's like and scared of getting in trouble by his mom type thing and his and everybody's like no 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 it's okay run this bear and breakfast and then his mom gets mad at him but like he's 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 just this well-meaning bear very bumbling very goofy but really sweet and endearing uh very cute game man the animations all work super duper well I've been having a lot of fun with it. Would I, because I haven't picked it up yet, and I know it's $20 on Steam, and I know I was talking about, like, the same thing that you were, really considering picking it up on PC over Switch. Obviously, you're having fun with it on PC, and I, it probably is the definitive version of this game. Would I like it? Should I buy it? Hmm. I don't know that this is a game for everybody. I. It is It is kind of slow moving. You know, one of the things I, I think that impresses me so much about Stardew Valley is when Concerned Ape was creating Stardew Valley, he made it in a way that you could you would never miss anything in that game. Every event is repeatable, right? So you could you could play at your own pace and then if you missed something, you just wait until the next year rolls around and then you can do that event again. So he he wanted to make it so that the game was relaxed enough that you were never gonna miss anything if you didn't want to. Correct. I feel that this game has a very similar pace to it where you, it there is a calendar you're going based on days, but I don't know that there are any like missable events in this game. And so you just kind of take your time, walk around, build these things. Uh, I do think it will probably get faster and faster paced the more I get into it, just like Stardew Valley does. But it is kind of just a slow paced resort management style game. And and i don't think that i've unlocked all of the depth of the resort management yet either i think as you go along through the game it unlocks more features that you can add to the resort more guests that you can have bigger resorts right and so you're you're juggling how you're letting and the characters don't just come and go you have to choose which guests you'll have five guests to choose from and say oh you know what they'd go good in this room because you're trying to get good reviews there's like a Yelp website that leaves that they leave <laughs> reviews on so you want good reviews to get more money, right? So uh there's there's kind of a lot of mechanics that go into it, but it's also really fun and really cute. Um I, I don't I don't think it's a game that anybody would not enjoy. I'll say that. Okay. I'm probably gonna pick it up. I think Very I am charming. going to. I think I'm going to. It's only twenty dollars. Right. And that's not a bad price. That's kind of what we were guessing the game was gonna be last yeah. week when we were talking about it anyway, because we couldn't find a price last week. So I think I will pick it up. I think I will have some fun with this. I think I'll enjoy the mechanics. Um, you know, you're obviously not putting as much time into it as you are with with Stardew. You and you and Lindsay are sinking hours into that every night. I notice. It's all the time. Yeah, all the yeah. time. She's she's ill. She's ill. We need help. <laughs> send help. Honestly, send help. You 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 guys need to link up with Sean and and his wife. You guys can be like a I don't know. Like a Stardew Orgy or something. The Stardew Orgy. That's the uh-huh. sequel, actually. Yeah. Stardew no, Orgy. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, forget the the Haunted Chocolatier or whatever the hell that game. Yeah. Game's called. After you've yeah. romanced every character in Stardew Valley, then you get the Stardew Orgy. <laughs> well, a Stardew Orgy sounds more fun than the last game we're going to talk about in What's New with You this week. Because we are, we are also going to talk here for a few minutes on a game that you and I were really excited to jump into. We did, we tried to stream it on Twitch, but I got locked out of my Twitch account thanks to two factor authorization and no longer having access to my old phone number. And it still hasn't been reset, by the way. Um, still have not, still have not heard back from Authy, even though it's been two days now. They did say it could take two to four days, so I guess I'll give them two more days. But uh, and I'll give them business days. I won't even count today and tomorrow. Fuck it. But. Um, we're gonna talk Kingdom Gun for a few minutes, otherwise for me known as King Dumb No Fun. Because I didn't really have Oof. fun with this game. Yeah, it was a it was a tough game to have fun with. This is a game that I kickstarted back in 2020, I believe. Yeah, kickstart and my heart game. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was a kickstart my heart game. We kickstart I kickstarted it and you picked it up for ten dollars at release. And it's it's billed as a roguelite gunner co-op game, right? With with bosses and co-op with bunny ears around it as well. Yes. Yeah, so this game <laughs> released in a really, really rough state. Um broken and state, dude. Broken yeah, it's, state. It's really broken. Now to be fair, we did only try the co-op portions of the game. I did try single player. Remember I did do a run of single player. Oh and you did jump in really fast. It worked. Yeah. It worked, right? It did work. But the only thing that was different in the single player experience outside of you know the co-op experience was that the enemies had less health they were still spawning just as fast and that and that's one of the biggest complaints i had with kingdom gun is that the enemies continuously spawn on top of you as because there's this meter and it continuously goes up as you spend time in the zones and it basically like the higher that meter gets the more enemies are going to spawn and As it gets higher, you know, more difficult enemies will spawn, which is not terrible, right? Like, I don't mind that mechanic at all. Sure. But the the amount of enemies that are fucking spawning as that meter climbs just gets to be super overwhelming. And you really don't feel like you ever have time to breathe, right? Because you're always having enemies spawn on top of you. They spawn so close to you that you really can't get away without taking some sort of damage And the only way to regain HP in this game is through like a slow regeneration, which you can increase with like power ups and stuff if you find the right ones. But otherwise, it's just a a very slow regeneration that only seems to go up when you're not in combat. I know we thought it might have been like just like slow regeneration regardless, but I really do think like you have to not be shooting to regain health. That may be true. And that that was a little disappointing because as we experienced in the co-op version or the co-op experience, only the host is taking damage. And I kept wondering, I was like, dude, how are you so much better at this game than me? Because I was I was hosting the game first off for us. Right. Like I, I started out as the host and I was dying relatively quickly right like I would never make it that far into the level you would always be the one that would run to the boss door and get us into the boss room and then that would bring me back to life and we would die to the boss because you know we couldn't really do anything in this game that well but um, I just I, I, I knew I was like dude I'm not bad at these games like why am I dying so fast and you are just wrecking these fools and then I start noticing that certain abilities like there's this skeleton that throws out a magical spell that, you know, has like five or six orbs in a circle that kind of hits you and does massive damage. And I was watching these things go straight through you. And I was like, you're not taking damage. And then we started testing it and we started playing around and we found out that anyone that you invite to your game is basically an invincible bodyguard. Right. And only takes damage from AOE abilities. If anything is aimed, then they're aimed at the host of the game and are not damaging. Even if they're dead. Even if they're dead. So, Which we learned. Yeah, you ended up hosting, because we were, again, we tested it out, so you ended up hosting a run, and you had, like, upwards of, like, 100 enemies targeting you at one point, because there are just so many spawning over and over and over again. And I they was only spawned on them. the host, too. Yeah, so they only it, the second on the player host. could run around yeah. for free. Yeah, I was just standing above you on a ledge, blasting down at them and just leveling us up, trying to get to the boss. We were going to go in there at, like, level nine, and then I fucked up and died. Uh, because an enemy that decided one of the enemies like the it's like a, a sea creature on a on, on like a like a like a mermaid or something. I don't fucking know what it is, but he's got a trident and uh, he somehow got onto me and would not leave me alone. But he also wasn't taking damage. He was an invincible enemy, which was also broken. So, it ended up killing me, and we never got to the boss room with our, like, level 9 or whatever, so we probably could have killed the boss at that stage, but, um, you know, we fucked up, or I fucked up, but I did not have fun with this game. I know they've since pushed out some updates, and they've potentially fixed some issues with multiplayer. I don't know if I'm going to return, dude. I'm really disappointed with Kingdom Gun. Yeah, I will say in the past two days, I, I did join the Discord and got into a conversation with one of the developers of this game, and... In the past two days, I think they've pushed out four or five different updates. Lots of bug fixes, lots of balance changes. I believe that the multiplayer is working in a much more appropriate state now than it was when you and I jumped in, and we jumped in day hours one. after release. Yeah, right. Day one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We were the only ones streaming it across YouTube and Twitch on day Correct. one. Correct. The Correct. The only ones. So I do think I do think a lot of updates have been fixed and some of those problems have been have been repaired. Um, I'm still going to go back and try to play through this game on single player because I I think that is a more stable experience. And I do think that there's good mechanics in this game. I think that they've I think that the art style is actually really cool. I think the artists did a great job. The music is rad. Kind of like sexy sax upbeat jazz stuff. Oh, dude, like, yeah, it that, was, sweet, that sweet sexy sax I always love, dude. Dude, I was kind of digging it. Like, I, I thought the music was good and the, and the composers in there. And I have to say that we are not the only people that experienced bugs. The Discord server has kind of had this influx of people who have picked the game up and have come to, you know, rattle the cage of the developers a little bit. And they've all been really gracious and have not have taken it all in stride really well and say, We're sorry. We know um we're we're pushing a fix out for this soon. Yeah, you, said, you sent you sent them a link to our stream and we're like here, we we've got documented like, you know, yeah. you can actually see what the bugs are that we were experiencing. So that was kind of cool that they checked it out. Yeah. And and it seems like they you know, they understand that the game did not come out in the best state. I think this game should have been delayed by a couple months. Yeah, I think instead that of there's just a week oh, here, a week there. Right? They should yes. have gave it. They should have gave it as long as needed to make sure it was. This properly needed working. a really thick coat of polish before it came out. And and you know, someone in the Discord server said, "Well, you know, this is indie devs, and this is only version one of the game. It'll get better. Wait for the wait for the update. It doesn't matter." Oh, and I say, no, that's not how you release a game. You don't release a game in an entirely broken state. And it was. I mean, the game crashed for us multiple times. multiple times. yep. um, it was it was absolutely unplayable in the state that it released in. And that's not how you release a game. Um, the QA testing was just not there for this, unfortunately, and I think that they were probably, you know, tired of pushing a game back or delaying it and said, okay, we're deleting. we're releasing it on this day, no matter what which was the wrong decision to make, unfortunately. And I think it's overall going to hurt their steam scores. It's going to hurt their sales and it their has. visibility. Yeah. yeah they're, mixed, sitting they're mixed, mixed yeah. on steam, yeah. um, which mixed on steam is never a good thing. So no, it's a death sentence. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do feel bad that they've tried to release it in this state. I don't think that was the best decision. Um, but that being said, I do think it's getting better and it's, and it's something I own because I did kickstart it. And so I will be going back to it and trying to play through it a little bit. Yeah. I I refunded it for now. Um, I, you know, we only played it for about an hour and a half. So I was under that two hour threshold. I did put in a request and got it approved for a refund through steam just because the game was completely broken. So I no longer own it, but I also don't think I'm going to repurchase it either. Like even if I wanted to jump in for the single player, I don't think I care that much anymore about it. Like I've played it. I understand that. Yeah. I, I've experienced what the game technically has to offer if it was working correctly. And I don't think it's as fun as I thought it was going to be, right? You and I thought it was going to be like this co-op, Neon Abyss-type experience, really, really fun roguelike. And it's just not that. It's more Risk of Rain, which Risk of Rain is not a bad thing, right? I don't mind Risk of Rain. Right. But um, I just don't think Kingdom Gun is for me. I really don't. That's okay. And not every game is for everybody, right? Yep, that's true. That is. Horizon Forbidden West, not for me. Yeah, which is, you know, is what it is. I'm I'm not saying Kingdom Guns for me either, by the way. I don't know that it is. Yeah, you might not have fun with single player either. (laughs) It's not anything that I can refund, so I might as well try to get as much enjoyment out of it as I can. Correct. (laughs) Correct. All right. Well, that'll finish up what's new with you for this week. So let's jump into a little Sean Waltman lightning round. And we've only got three things again to talk about this week. Again, another light week out. And I mean, I could have pulled some other stuff. I know some things have happened, right? Google Stadia might be dying. There are some rumors floating around about that. But until it actually happens, we will we'll save off on just speculation. So um, all we've got here is, is stuff that we know about. So let's put 10 minutes on the clock. Probably won't take that long. I said that last week and then we ended up talking for like 18 minutes or something because we just kept talking about Wrath Classic and stuff. But is right. what it is. <laughs> Wait, there it begins right now. Grand Theft Auto 6 will include a playable female protagonist, according to a Bloomberg report by Jason Schreier, citing people familiar with development. The woman, who is Latina, will reportedly be one of a pair of leading characters in a story influenced by bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde. In contrast to previous games, developers are also being cautious not to punch down by making jokes about marginalized groups. Original plans for Grand Theft Auto 6, codenamed Project Americas were for it to be more vast than any grand theft auto game to date with early designs calling for the inclusion of territories modeled after large swaths of north and south america the people said but in its current state the main map has been cut down to a fictional version of miami so kind of like vice city and its surrounding areas rockstar games plan now is reportedly to update gta 6 over time adding new missions and cities on a regular basis and hopefully leading to less crunch during the game's final months of development despite this The game's world is said to remain large, with more interior locations than any previous Grand Theft Auto game. All of this comes as as part of a report about Rockstar Games' attempts to reinvent itself as a more progressive and compassionate workplace, with Bloomberg citing interviews with more than 20 people who work there currently or that have left recently. Yeah, I saw another uh, story that came out recently that talked about how they've done a lot of work to repair that frat-boy culture that they had inside of the office. Of course. And the people that are working there now are actually really happy with the progress that they've made, and it seems to be a much more... um, kind and, and welcoming place to work now. Kind of like the same thing that Blizzard went through, right? Like you got to you got to out awful, the trash. But yes. Yeah, they're they're still awful in terms of Everything, but they're trying to weed out the trash and they have weeded out a lot of the trash. Yes. But Blizzard's still in a much more worse state than Rockstar sounds like it is now. Um, I'm very excited for GTA 6. I will say that I do love the Grand Theft Auto games. I think they're really enjoyable to play through. I do, too. And I am looking forward to this game when it comes out. It is a little bit of a shame, though that they kind of canceled like some remakes, remasters that they were working on just to focus completely on GTA six. Like they were gonna do Red Dead Redemption like remake, like the first one. And well, they're no the longer last doing remaster that. they did was awful. True. true. Yeah. Yeah, true. I'm not sure it's that big of a big of a loss there for the community, but oh well. True. But I think GTA six is also still like two, maybe three years away from what I understand. Yeah. That makes sense. We'll see a trailer eventually and uh yeah, probably about year. a year out from that point. Probably next year we'll see a trailer toward the end of the year. Probably the Game Awards 2023 would be my guess. August's free games for Xbox and PlayStation are now known. Starting with Microsoft and Xbox Live Games with Gold, you'll be able to download Calico and Scourgebringer for Xbox One, Saints Row 2, and Monaco What's Yours is Mine for Xbox 360, and all four titles will be playable on Xbox Series. Over on Sony and PlayStation Plus, you'll be able to download Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which is the remake from a year two ago, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Little Nightmares. Speaking of Yakuza, so Sega also revealed that the entire Yakuza collection will be arriving to PlayStation Plus's extra and premium tiers as downloaded games, releasing little by little over the rest of 2022. So if we're just talking August, Sony definitely wins for me, right? In terms of yeah, this is a great yeah. month for Sony. Yakuza, yeah. um, all three little amazing nightmares. games. All three yeah. amazing games. All three really great games. Unfortunately, two of them I've played and one of them I'm not really interested in. So, <laughs> right. so there's nothing for me there. Honestly, I think the one that I've looked at the most is probably Calico, which is this like weird little cat girl sim with a Mm -hmm. cafe, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's always seemed kind of charming and cute. Probably one I'll download. I'm going to download Calico for sure. It's something that I've not played and it is something I'm interested in. Uh, Scourgebringer I have played and it's kind of a fun game. I think you might enjoy that one as well. I know Sev's probably going to download. Well, I don't even know if he has an Xbox, but um, Saints Row 2 would be right up his alley, but I'm sure he's already played it and beat it multiple times. Um, It's also exciting that Sega is putting the Yakuza series, like the entire collection, on PlayStation Plus now as well because it'll match what they have available on Game Pass because the entire Yakuza series is on Game Pass as well. Okay. So that's kind of exciting. Those games are now playable for for not free, but if you subscribe, they're playable anywhere now, which is kind of nice because those games are amazing, amazing games. Interactive and Developer Hollow Ponds have announced Flock, a cooperative multiplayer game about collecting flying creatures. It will release for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, and Xbox One when it comes out and will be included with Xbox Game Pass. Flock is a multiplayer co-op game where players take on the role of flying shepherds, each tending to their own unique herd of adorable flying creatures. The game is an ode to the joy of flight and discovery. Starting with a small herd of hover sheep, you nurture and fly them toward fresh, untouched pastures. Along the way, you will discover the secrets of the beautiful uplands and its wild creatures. Annapurna did do a showcase this past Thursday, and I completely forgot about it. But I did go back and kind of watch the stuff that was announced. And this was really the only thing that stuck out to me that seemed interesting enough to put here in the lightning round. This reminds me a lot of Flower. And the way that flower played on the PlayStation Four, right? Kind of controlling these flower oh, petals sure, and yeah. flying around, and just kind of—God, you dying over there? God, man! <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> I'll cut out all those sneezes, but for those that don't know, Kyle's having like a a sneeze attack over I'm there. I'm losing it over here, buddy. But um, yeah, this this just reminds me of that like chill let's get stoned and fucking collect some flying creatures type of a game and fly around the world like this looks awesome. Oh, I got another sneeze coming, bro.
1: You, mentioned, <laughs> you, you must have
0: mentioned flowers and that's what did it. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo. sighs> <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> but otherwise, this Annapurna showcase wasn't anything spectacular. I actually didn't watch it. I, I watched whatever trailers were put into the, uh, to the Discord channel, and that was it. I was surprised that Seb was like, oh, this fucking dinosaur game, what was it called? Uh, the Lone Survivor or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, The Lost Wild is that, what it's yeah. called. <laughs> the Lone Survivor, isn't it like Bear Grylls or something? Yeah. <laughs> the Lost Wild is this like first-person survival horror game where you're trying to escape dinosaurs and the dinosaurs kind of behave like we think they did. And I'm a little surprised he was so into that because, you know, Sev isn't a big fan of... He's like Sean. He sees something scary and he pisses his pants. Well, he's getting old now and he is a dinosaur. Oh, makes sense. He wants yeah. to be with his kind, yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mom? Oh. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> is that you? What, Dad? <laughs> We have two release dates to confirm this week, Paper, uh, not even Paper, A Tale of Paper, Refolded, releases on August 19th, and Goat Simulator 3 releases on November 17th, and we do have some delays as well, unfortunately. Warhammer 40,000 Darktide has been delayed to November 30th for PC and shortly after for Xbox Series, which is a little unfortunate because I did think that game looked kind of good. Season, A Letter to the Future has been delayed to Q1 2023, and Kyle's game of the year this year is no longer That's his not game, a game of the of year. year. Jeez Louise, you like one game. You like one game. You say you're excited for one thing that nobody else is excited for. You never live it down on the max level podcast. <laughs> Can't be your GOTY this year, Kyle. Can't be your goatee. Blunderdome. The Lord of the Rings Gollum has been delayed to an unspecified date, but it'll at least be a few months after its planned launch on September 1st. I think most people are expecting it to be, like, spring next year now. They also announced that the full release of Grounded will be coming out on, like, September 27th, I believe. I did see that, actually. Probably should have put that in there. But I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Because it's still technically in early access, so. Correct, yeah. 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 But that is your Sean Waltman lightning round for this week. This is Kyle, and one day you can be, too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast the media files me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations laughs are shared tears are cried and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with download the media files wherever you download podcasts and remember be kind be honest and we'll see you later And you know what that music means. It is time for the new release roulette. And we do have four additional games coming out this week. A much lighter week in terms of things that I'm excited for. I'm only excited for one of these games on the on the list this week. And you, I don't even know if you're excited for any of these. I, I know you're, you're going to check out one of them, but I don't know yeah. how excited you are for it. So let's run these down quick. Coming on Tuesday is game number one to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. It is Frogan. Join Renata as she adventures across a world of mystical ruins with the titular Frogan. Frogan is an old school platformer with the soul of the PS1 and 64 era in which your frog shaped grappling hook is your best friend. We saw this a lot over the Summer Game Fest. Uh, it was it was featured in many showcases and it does look like a pretty charming game. I could see myself getting some enjoyment out of it. I do love the N64 era platforming style stuff that they're going for here. But I don't know how much fun it'll actually be. Uh, that's what I mean. I am so skeptical these days of 3D platformers anymore. Yeah. Only Nintendo seems just... to do them well anymore. Um, so. That's it. That's it. They're hard to get right. So we'll see. If it scores well, I may pick it up because I can't imagine it'll be super expensive. But I'm definitely going to wait for people to play this before I jump into it to see if it's any fun. Game number two coming on Thursday to PC. Shout out to Techie Geek. It's Hard West 2. Hard West 2 is a journey to the heart of darkness in the American West. Take control of a supernatural posse and catch the mysterious ghost train. Outsmart, outcheat, and outgun your enemies in this turn-based tactics game set in a Wild West world where nothing is as it seems. You gonna pick this up? I will not pick this up, even though I do think it looks kind of fun. Probably something that I'll wait for reviews for as well and and check out some gameplay to see if it is something that I'm interested in long term. But uh, not something I pick up on day one. Yeah, me neither. I don't think I'll probably ever pick it up, but it does seem like a, a rather unique game. And I may watch some people stream it if they do, but I don't know that I'll ever play it myself. Game number three coming out Thursday to PC, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, and it will be playable via Xbox Game Pass. It's Turbo Golf Racing. Turbo Golf Racing is an arcade-style sports racing game for up to eight players online. Slam into oversized golf balls and race your friends in an explosive dash to the finish flag. This is the one that you may be interested in this week. Yeah, if it's on Game Pass, I'll probably download it. And, uh, I, I mean, I, it's a cool, it's a cool, uh, a cool concept. Yeah. It's rocket league with golf, right? And you are a massive fan of rocket league. I am. And are you going to try to get Dan to play this with you? No, I'm tired of getting Dan to do anything. I can't get, I can't get him to do literally. I DM him. He DMs me two days later. I, he's going to send me G fuel. He doesn't send me G fuel. He snorts all the G fuel. I don't have any G fuel left. (laughs) for myself. He's gonna play Rocket League with me but he can't play Rocket League because, you know what this is, this is something you gotta wait for Dan to have a second kid because whenever anybody has their first kid, they're like, oh yeah, sorry man, like, you know, with the kid, I'm just so busy. Like, dog I've had kids I know what it's like Come play Rocket League with me, you idiot. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm just so busy. I got a kid now. I got three, homie. By the time that second kid rolls around, you stop caring. And then once you have the third kid, it's like, do they even still exist? That's it. Dude, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You, there's there is a there is a weird shift that happens once you have more than one where you're like, you know what? It's all out of my hands, anyways. Go go grab some control. Go outside, you little idiots. I have some video games to play. But, yeah, there's just, there's just a shift that happens in your brain, but uh, but Dan Dan still thinks he's busy. <laughs> He'll learn one day. I don't have G fuel. I don't have somebody to play Rocket League with. I don't have anything. Damn, it's rough times over there in the Mr. Yeah. Cool Guy household. Dan, the Damn It Man. Yep, exactly. Our last game this week coming on Thursday to PS5, and I think it's also coming to PS4 as well. Game I'm excited for, Sword and Fairy Together Forever. Enter a realm that blends ancient mythology with traditional Oriental aesthetics in Sword and Fairy Together Forever, the latest standalone entry in the nearly 27-year-old RPG franchise. Weaving its tail between the three clans of human, deity, and demon, Sword and Fairy Together Forever puts you in command of a memorable party of characters, each with unique personalities, motives, skills, strengths, and weaknesses. Only together can they shape the future guide them as one in this compelling standalone chapter that serves as a jumping on point for those new to sword and fairy while paying tribute to the series grand legacy i know seven i are both pretty pumped for this game um it looks gorgeous man this game looks real gorgeous and looks like it could be a lot of fun to play yeah it's uh not something i'm gonna play but it's a pretty game yeah and i think it's only gonna be 30 bucks when it comes out like it's not a full price game so right. that's a good jumping in price for me as well In terms of a, of a full-fledged JRPG experience uh, I, I'm more than willing to pay $30 or something like this So I will absolutely pick this up this week And add it to the list of games that I'll not play for a while Because I'm still going through Live Alive And need to go through 100 plus hours of Xenoblade So, you know, it is what right. it is Right, rip uh, Scoring the lowest this week for me This is a tough week This is a real tough week because any one of these games that we just mentioned could score the lowest and could score the highest. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. no fucking way to tell. I'm going to go with Frogan scoring the lowest. Yeah, I think I got that at the lowest also. And I'm going to go with... I'm taking Hard West 2 as the highest. I'll take Turbo Golf Racing as the highest. Fair enough. Okay. Pick of the week for me is Sword and Ferry Together Forever, though. Uh, turbo Golf Racing here. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. I may install Turbo Golf Racing as well. It'll be playable like we said via Xbox Game Pass, so there's no reason not to check At it out. At the very least it'll be fun for like an hour. Yeah. Will I stick with it? Probably not. But I may. Yeah. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Who Next knows? scene we're like pro turbo golf racers and Yeah, we're 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 the best in the world. And we're on the we're on the circuit, yeah. Yeah. You know, running the golf leagues and hitting the course, getting birdies and eagles and birdies and hitting eagles yeah something whatever like that whatever, whatever these they, golfers do yeah whatever they do <laughs> okay well something interesting has happened over the last week multiverses came out as we talked about last week right multiverses was releasing in its um beta state and then and it now is available for everybody right you can just download it and play it it's free to play correct yes and it seems to be exploding. It seems this to be is, really catching on. It's really having a, a, a very successful open beta phase here. Um, a lot of professional Smash players have picked it up and are playing it regularly on Twitch. A lot of other players, uh, people who don't regularly play brawler fighters like this are picking it up and playing a lot of it. I myself have picked it up and been playing a lot of it and really enjoying my time with it so far. I, I think that so far what we've seen from this game is a pretty successful game and a, and a pretty good entry into this genre of fighting game so far. And how much have you played? Like how many, I've probably got about five hours into the game so far. Okay. And I, all of it has been placed into one character I've been playing as Finn, the human from adventure time. And You only unlock one character at the beginning of the game, it's Wonder Woman, and then there are five characters that are unlocked every week for anybody to play, and after that week is over, they go back to being locked and five different characters will be unlocked, and you use coins to unlock new characters, you earn coins by completing challenges or completing matches, whatever it is. And I've got enough to buy any character in the game that I want to now, but Finn's one of the free characters this week, so I've just been waiting until he's locked again, and then I'll probably buy him because I, I have been enjoying playing with him. He's He's been a really fun character, but it's a really accessible game, I think, in terms of the mechanics, whereas... A lot of other fighters that come out are very, very complex games that just take hours and hours to learn combos. This game doesn't seem to. There is a lot of depth in terms of countering abilities and maneuvers, but not a lot of, of combos that one has to learn in order to just access and play this game. To the point that my seven-year-old has been playing it quite a bit as well and really enjoying it. Which is cool. Which is really very, cool to see. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, really cool to see. Um. I have not installed it yet. It is something that I wasn't sure that I was going to jump into. Obviously, I had mentioned it last week. Smash is really the only, like, platform fighter that I do kind of like in that genre of games. But seeing how people have been kind of comparing this to Smash and saying it it really is on par, if not even better in certain aspects, and really just having a blast with it, I think that I kind of want to pick this up. I kind of want to download it and, and jump into it and see, you know, how much fun I can maybe have with it. Because I do think that there is this shift here going on with the platform fighting genre. And that multiverses may overtake Smash Ultimate right now in terms of popularity, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. I don't, I don't know if it'll overtake it, but I think it's going to start reaching some heights in terms of tournaments and competitive fighting scenes. I do think that this has some feet to stand on, and I think it, it's entirely based on the support that the development team puts behind it and the effort that they put behind it. And if you recall going back to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or any of the Super Smash Brothers games, really, every time a new fighter is released or revealed to be released, it's a big deal. There is a there is a cinematic trailer. There is a showcase of moves. There is an interview with developers. There's new songs that come in, new stages that are introduced for these things. And they announce when they're going to announce a new fighter. Because it's a big deal and everybody wants to see who the new fighter is going to be. Nintendo has good relationships. They pull in all these third party fighters and then they've got that huge catalog of their own as well. So you never know who you're going to get. We we did it for months on this show. We would guess who the next Smash fighter was going to be. And so, I, you know, if they can kind of capture that magic for themselves, because they have a vast array of characters that they can pull from for this game. If they can capture that magic and have these really neat trailers that reveal characters and stages and new tunes coming into the game, as well as, you know, show off some of their moves, show off the, the stage that they're going to come with, uh, an interview with one of the developers, if they could do that. I think they have a really good sustainable game on their hands, but it's going to take a lot of effort from the development team, and it's going to take a lot of commitment from the community as well, because that's what drives the competitive scenes and the and the continued interest in games like this. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And being a free-to-play game, right? They're gonna make a lot of their money off of these unlockable characters. So you know they're gonna just continuously add new fighters on a right. more on a on a quicker pace than Nintendo did with Smash and their you know fighter passes because they're gonna want the money and the revenue back. Absolutely, yeah. And there is a battle pass to this game. It se- this first battle pass seems to only be about three dollars or so, which is not terrible, you know, if no, you're buying every single yeah. Battle Pass all the time, then you know, that will kind of rack up pretty quick, I guess, but $3 or so for the first Battle Pass, not awful. I haven't bought it yet because there's nothing in the premium tier that I'm super interested in right now, uh, but the first unlock in the premium tier is the shaggy skin where he looks like a like a very fancy. He's got like a red suit on and a, and a monocle and, you know, and so, so th- there are good things to unlock in it, but it's a uh, it's it's going to live and die, you know, based on the community involvement. How many people are spending money to get these extra skins or these extra banners or whatever it is, and uh, how many aren't, and how quickly does it fall off? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all a guessing game, right? We don't know whether this is going to be the next big game or not. Nobody knows. that. Everybody thinks their own game is going to be the next big competitive scene, or everybody thinks that this game that they've invested you know, a hundred hours into in the first month is going to be the next big competitive game. And then two months later, absolutely nobody plays it. So, so it is just a guessing game as to what gets big and what doesn't. But I will say I have really been enjoying this game. I do think it's accessible and I do kind of hope it turns into the next big competitive fighting game. I would, I would love to watch this evolve into a very competitive and, and, and engaging online sport to watch. Maybe even, you know, speaking of Evolve, maybe even at Evo, right? You know what? I could see it. Yeah, I could see it too. I could see it too. Let's play our own guessing game. Speaking of guessing games, who do we think is going to be added? Or who do we want? Let's, let's take it in that aspect. Who do we want added as potential fighters in multiverses? I've done and a I've, lot I've, of thinking I've I've about pulled this. Up, I've pulled up a list of all Warner Brothers IPs. Yep, And and there is some stuff that I really would love to see. But kick us off. Who do you want to see in this game? Just we'll just go back and forth. We'll just go back and forth one at a time. We'll spend a few minutes doing this. I've got about I've got about three that I've I've, a million. Okay, okay. Well, fair enough. There's there's three that I really, really want. And I've like I said, I've thought a lot about this because they do have such a massive catalog of characters that they could pull from in order to make that happen. Uh, Number one for me is a show that I've actually talked about on this podcast before, Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Samurai Jack, yeah. I think, is just one of the coolest cartoons that's ever been released. I, I love all of Jendi Tartakovsky's work, but Samurai Jack, I think, is, you know, number one, the one that put him on the map, but number two, probably the greatest cartoon he'll ever come up with. It's just a fascinating cartoon, and the character of Jack is so cool. Is I I mean I was obsessed with this show when I was younger. I think they have a really really cool chance to bring in a cool assassin character into this game with cool skins, a really neat move set, probably OP because Samurai Jack is just so cool, so strong, but that's my number 1 hope. Is Samurai Jack. A character that I'd love to see get added is a show that I used to watch when I was younger. Um, you know, this, this kind of debuted in like 1994 and went through 99, but I would love to see Space Ghost. Damn it. That was number two on my list. Was it really? Was it really Space Ghost from coast to coast? (laughs) I love Space Ghost coast to coast, (laughs) man. Me too, man. It's so fucking good. It's so funny. And so the tone of that show is just incredible and I think it was way ahead of its time Absolutely. when that show first came out but I watched the heck Out of Space Ghost coast to coast me too and, and Brack and Zorg and, and the entire cast of that show was just unbelievable yeah it's incredible. And, and this was this was kind of the the first run of original adult swim shows. It was. This early run of adult swim shows, I think is is the best slate of shows that Adult Swim ever produced. I'm speaking specifically Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Sea Lab 2021, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Home Movies. These shows were just so freaking funny. I if you've never watched home movies. I have. Oh my there are few shows that were ever as funny as home movies. That show was unbelievably good. But Space Ghost is number two on my list, man. I'm really, really I really hope they bring Space Ghost into this game. Me too. I really do. Well, since that was your number two, I'll go again. Yes, um, please do. I I think also... I know I think I know who your number two is. Do you? Can I guess? Sure. It's a WB property. Okay. Gizmo from Gremlins. Yeah. Gizmo. Oh man, I'm Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. I want to see Gizmo in this fucking game, dude. Again, another really fun character that I think it would be great if they brought in. Yeah. Obviously I'm a I'm I'm real partial to the name Gizmo because of my dog that passed away. But um who looked like who literally looked like Gizmo from the Gremlins IP. But this would be a great way to bring that IP back too, because back on the NES, the Gremlins games were kind of fun. Bedroth and I was just talking about them recently on BG Mania because they were composed by Naoki Kadaka. And um He's a big fan of of that composer. But those games were actually pretty enjoyable back on the NES, and I would love to see Gizmo as a fighter in this game. I think that would be so fucking cool, dude. It it honestly would be. And again, I think there's like some cool implementation to his character that you could make of him being exposed to water or something, you know, yeah, or staying absolutely. up past midnight or <laughs> something like that. I think you could get some really really neat interactions that way. Absolutely. What's another one for you? This is number three on my list. Uh, it's, ah, man, I, I think this one has to come in at some point because, because Bugs Bunny is in the game and they've not... Bugs and Taz are the only two Looney Tunes characters that they've put into the game so far. Correct. And I think that... I don't think you can put every Looney Tunes character in the game, right? I, I don't think that... No. You know, Tweety Bird is is a good fit for a game <laughs> like this, right? Or the grandma. I think even though the grandma would be kind of funny, they could probably make that work. Um, But I think that Duck Dodgers... Duck, Daffy Duck, Duck would be amazing. Yep. Daffy Duck. and Not just Daffy Duck, but Daffy Duck. Dodgers Duck Duck, has as to be Duck, Duck Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, it Duck has Dodgers, to be absolutely. Duck Dodgers. Yes. I think that that would be a perfect fit for a game like this. Um. Again, and I think if you wanted to even combine it as a skin for like Marvin the Martian or something, make it an Echo character in that way, I think you could do that. Because Marvin the Martian, again, one of my favorite Looney Tunes characters, I think he'd be really great. But they could have kind of a similar skill set, and I would be totally okay with that. But Deck Dodgers was so funny, I think the voice lines would be absolutely hysterical. A really good fit for this. Me too. Me too. I agree with that completely. So that's all you have. You just have those three. Well, I mean, there's there's other characters that I would really like. I think the Animaniacs. If you don't add the Animaniacs, I think you're missing a massive, massive opportunity. Uh, especially, especially if you can, add all three of them, like and they can kind of swap around, right? Kind of. Well, see, and and you can do that with Animaniacs, and you can do that with Ed Ed and Eddie also. Correct. Yeah. Ed, Ed and Eddie have the three of them swap around like a Pokemon trainer type thing, right? I think I think that there's some some cool interplay there, but definitely Animaniacs has to come in big cartoonish hammers sinkholes acme anvils falling out of the sky you've got a lot of really good ideas there i think what about fred flintstone you know i've thought about that the entire hanna-barbera catalog i i don't know that wb owns all of hanna-barbera but they might i i'm not saying they don't i just i think they do hanna-barbera parent organizations warner bros there you go yeah so they do there you go, because Tom and Jerry is Hanna Barbera as well. Correct. Correct. Um, I uh, Scooby Doo was Hanna Barbera, but is not any longer. Maybe right. Which we have Shaggy in the game. Ah uh, no, Scooby Doo is Hanna Barbera still. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got you've got Fred Flintstones and Yogi the Bear and Johnny Quest, the Smurfs. I mean, yeah. all of the Jetsons. Holy smokes! Uh, yeah, put George Jetson in there. No way. Put Rosie in there. <laughs> yeah, Rose, whatever her name was. The, the fucking robot. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I want her scooting around and hitting people with a broom. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That'd be fun as hell. That'd be fun as hell. Another character that I would like to see would be like a a real life character, kind of like you know LeBron. is is in the game. And Arya Stark is in the game. And are yeah, she is. She is. What about if we had Jim Carrey? What if we put him in there as the mask? Or Ace Ventura? or something like that. Okay. If we're going to put him in, it has to be The Mask. I would say that, yeah. That's that's why I went with that one first. Because The Mask is a WB property, too. And so I don't even think it would be Jim Carrey. I think it would technically... Because The Mask was a cartoon also, if I recall correctly. There was a Saturday morning cartoon of The Mask. Yes. Yep. There was. An animated series. Mm-hmm. And so you could definitely make that happen. The yellow suit, the green face, and then, you know, Tommy guns and, you know, his tongue rolling out all over the place and just making it very weird and goofy. His eyes, you know, could be an attack. His eyes popping out of his head. Um, No, I think that works really, really well. I also would like to see, because Warner Brothers also owns, you know, speaking of the mass, they own New Line Cinema, and they have a ton of franchises under their belt. But what if we could either get Jason or Freddy in the game? Okay, so I've thought about that, and I don't know that that's a good fit for a game like this, because I think that we, I, you know, Jason chasing people down with a knife, Right. Mm-hmm. A- and then there's like Bugs Bunny and Jake from Adventure Time. Like, I I, I don't know that I, I think you have to keep some sort of tonal balance. And I understand Arya Stark is in the game, which already kind of shifts that a little bit. But I think that might be pushing too far in One Direction. Okay. One Direction. Can we add any of those guys from that? We can have Harry band. Styles. Yes. Can we put Harry Styles in yes. the game? Mm-hmm. Harry Styles yeah. can be in the game. Um, and then uh, uh, I don't know any of the other One Direction names. That's the only one I know. I do like that song that he he did recently, Liam. though. Liam was a name, right? Was, Liam. was there one named Zane? Zane was Jessica's favorite back in the day. Zane is a name, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, What's one that too? song that he did as it was. That song is actually kind of catchy. I don't. There's hate also like that a, song. there's also a song called like pillow talk. If I'm remembering correctly, is that a Harry Styles or a one direction? I think that's Zane. Oh, Zane. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> Harry Styles can act though. He's been in a few movies. What about speaking of Harry? What about Harry Potter? Harry Potter? It's again. Okay. So I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, a medium Harry Potter fan. Um, I think we absolutely see Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings characters added into this since they have the you know rights to both of those to some degree. Yeah. Um it'd be a obviously a huge opportunity to to get Harry Potter or Dumbledore or Gandalf or Legolas or Gimli or Aragorn or I mean I mean the list Gollum Right. Let's have two golem the games this year. Um, Why not? Why not? The new Amazon series is coming out. The Rings of Power. Sauron is kind of a feature in that. Have Sauron be a character in this. Yeah. Have Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory be a character in this. We well, don't need that, Brian. Why not? Well, because the Big Bang Theory sucks. <laughs> I like the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I hate that stupid show. <laughs> um, another one that I was thinking about that, that might actually work. And this will probably be the last one that I mention. What about Beetlejuice? Dude, I love Beetlejuice. Me too. I love Beetlejuice. I used to have a cat named Beetlejuice. I think Beetlejuice would work really well as a fighter in this game, too. Like, it really, really would. Honestly, and I don't think it goes too far into the horror direction. No, like if we can't either. get Freddy, we can't get Jason because it goes kind of really into the horror side of things, Beetlejuice could work. Beetlejuice could absolutely work. I'd be in with Beetlejuice. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's got enough I craziness about him, him yeah yeah he's, he's got enough craziness about him right with like the way those movies were and like just the the wackiness and oh yeah the that, big, that, the big that worm that comes out right. of the ground it would fit with like some of the like ultimates and stuff that you could put in there for mm-hmm. for the fighting yeah hmm. absolutely i think you could make a really cool stage of his too oh hell yeah dude that'd be really cool there's probably a ton of characters they could add. If you're interested in any other characters, reach out to us. Let us know what you want to see in multiverses. And, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on the game over the course of the next several months as I'm sure it's just going to keep picking up in popularity. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens to it now that I know it's doing so well. What about Wizard of I'm, Oz? And if anybody... Yeah, dude, uh, that's a rumored character is the Wicked Witch of the West. Put her in there, dude. And if anybody wants to play, jump into the Discord server, let us know. I'm playing regularly. So... Yeah. Yeah. I may, I may be as well. I may be as well. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But before we get on out of here, you know what that music means. It is time to do a little kickstart my heart. And, and Kyle, I, I, I hope you can stay because I, I only need five minutes to talk about this one. Let's do it. Um, I think you'd really enjoy this one. I have a 2D Metroidvania about dragons and cakes. And it's I'm inspired sold. by Monster Boy. And Where Hollow do I Knight. back? Where do I back this? It needs help because it, it's not quite there. It's only got 11 days to go, and they're not even at $11,000 yet. They're looking for 35169 so it's barely not even at a third of the way funded yet. I don't know if this is going to make it. The game is called Get-A-Cake, G-E-D-D-A, Get-A-Cake. Get-A-Cake is a 2D action adventure Metroidvania about dragons and cakes. Play as six characters with unique skills and playstyles. swap between them on the fly, battle dangerous foes, and explore the vast sugar-coated lands of Sugria. Help them reclaim their invaded world. And get the cake. And there is a demo that uh, you can actually pick up and play. But like I said, the the big games that they're inspired by are Hollow Knight, Monster Boy, and Monster Hunter. So definitely game, Monster Boy vibes here. Yes, absolutely. It, it kind of even looks like Monster Boy, right? In That's terms what I mean, of like yeah. the the art style and the way that the, the animations are really cool. Though you know what else it reminds me of is kind of the older uh, Disney 2D side scroller games. Oh yeah, reminds, yeah. Looks like absolutely Lion King to me. It really does. Yeah, absolutely. The world of Sugria is full of different places to discover. Anything from a cave full of syrup, a chocolate-covered jungle, or even an entire ocean made of flan. There is always something interesting and new to find. There Looking are plenty gross. of secrets, too much plan, and hidden passages that can lead you to previously explored areas. This interconnected world favors those who like to explore and will reward them greatly. There will be over ten areas in the game, each with their own sugar-coated theme. They are planning at least one boss per area and a variety of enemies to battle as players explore Sugria and uncover its lore. And like I said, you'll be able to swap characters to your delight. Swap between the six dragon siblings on the fly whenever you please. No menus, no pause. Each dragon has its own skills, combos, and playstyle that can be combined to move around and defeat enemies. More than one dragon will be required to overcome some of them and bosses will test your knowledge of every single one of the siblings. Swap quickly and swap correctly. Already this game sounds pretty dope, dude. Yeah, it does. It looks really cool. Like I said, I like the pixel art. I like the animations. I think it looks a little slow. It does look kinda of slow. If that can be a criticism. Yeah. Like frame rate slow maybe? Is that what you, maybe? No, or, I, the, or just like, like the characters run slowly. Oh, okay. That could be adjusted. I think that I think that speed is a is an important part of Metroidvania games, especially Absolutely. when you're backtracking. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Uh each being in this universe is connected to one of the six elements fire, water, ice ice, earth, ice, light and dark. <laughs> Knowing their Earth, relationships would be ice. crucial for Fire. your adventure and combat is directly tied to them. With Dealing a blow combined. to weaker elements leads to great results, while using a weaker element against a stronger one is useless. Choose the right dragon for each situation and overcome any obstacle and then cakes are the most powerful source of energy in this universe and by eating one the dragons are able to evolve and learn new techniques. Each one of the siblings has its own personality quirks, skills, victory poses and ways of fighting to make them relatable and bring flavor to the combat. Geta always moves forward when fighting and knockbacks his enemies very far, can shoot fireballs from a distance and has an explosive arsenal of abilities. Picky on the other hand favors timing and precision, doesn't move while attacking and her breath is a close range Yeah, typical picky Uh, close range water burst that shoves enemies into oblivion Get the cakes, learn new skills, combine their unique playstyles, and create your own combos. And it says here that um, it looks like, uh, oh, there's not like a rebuilding mechanics, but it says reclaim your world. The invasion has caused the destruction of Salamandria, the main city of Shagria. Help your fellow Sakar- Sakaridi friends by rebuilding their city and rescuing them around the world. I wonder if you actually have anything to do in terms of that rebuilding, because I always enjoy those mechanics of games, as I say every time I talk about it. And, uh, yeah, there is a, a pretty deep story going on here. I don't know how deep it goes. At the beginning, hey, there was of, nothing. Speaking of that, have you started jumping back into Dark Cloud 1 and 2 on a PlayStation Extra? Or Did you notice that I have? No. Oh, yeah, I've been playing Dark Cloud 1 some. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought maybe you saw me playing it the other day because I, I was playing it for a little while the other night before I went to sleep. Um, it's nice that because they, they have trophies. So, I think that's pretty dope. But yeah, I have been playing some Dark nice. Cloud 1. Yeah. I'll probably finish it and finish Dark Cloud 2 again because I fucking love those games. But it says here for the story at the beginning there was nothing. The universe was lifeless and static. What it didn't lack was a powerful source of energy sugar. From the stasis came the desire to obtain something. And thus, from all the sugar, Abtana came forth. The first stars, planets, and galaxies were all her doing, but it didn't take long for her to want more, to want company. She created children, dragons similar to herself, each one attuned to one of the elements of the universe, and now they were together, a family, the Galactian Draconis. What if that's actually true? What if, like, what if, what if the universe was created because there there was no sugar? Um, what if that's true? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a sugar person. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a hot sauce person. You know, I feel like everybody in these games once like co- like it's always like cookies and cakes and milkshakes that are like power ups for characters yeah sugar. I deal. want I want like hot wings jalapenos <laughs> and like and avocados some, according to Seth no no avocados something spicy something hot remember remember when uh, I had emojis on my freaking the emotes on my dude. Twitch ghost peppers oh ghost peppers yes uh-huh. see dude now we're and the more you eat the faster you go yeah that's the true metroidvania it's called. Got to poop. <laughs> gotta get, a poop. Cake, get, a pape, get a cake. Get a paper. Get a cake. Got to poop. Man, I'm, we're sitting on gold mines here. We 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 get these good ideas. We throw them out into the universe. In Kick three started. years, in three years, we're gonna have a Kickstarter game called. Put gotta it on poop. there. Got to poop. Uh, 2D Metroidvania <laughs> it's dealing with hot sauce. That was, jalapenos that was kind of- and ghost peppers. That was actually one of my complaints about Kingdom Gun was everything in the game felt like a meme. Yeah, it really did. Mm-hmm. It really did. Characters yeah. named like Ligma and Sugma. <laughs> <Like, laughs> it, go- it was silly, but almost too silly. Right. And this game is several years away. I mean, they're they're talking, and if you look at the, the tiers to pledge, estimated delivery October 2025. So we're looking over three years away still for this Holy game. Holy smokes. Um, looks and like the $25 for a copy Yeah cheapest here would be about 25 bucks To get a copy of the game which I mean that's not Bad that's not bad. That no expensive. but it's not Great either for a game like no this. correct Correct so I'm probably not gonna back it And I don't even know if it's gonna make its Goal right like it's still so Far away with just 11 days to go I don't know right. if this is gonna make it but it's Unique enough that somebody may pick it up To publish it if it doesn't make it Who knows who knows who knows? Not but me. If you're interested. Yeah, I don't know either. There is a demo, like I said, if you're interested. And if you are interested, head on over to Kickstarter.com. Look it up. Get a cake. G-E-D-D-A. Get a cake. And maybe it'll meet its goal. If not, I have a feeling we will see it again in the future. Like I said, this this looks unique enough that I have a feeling it, it could be picked up. So we'll see. We will see. But, Kyle, that brings us to the close of the show. You made it through a whole nother full episode. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Dad. Proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you for sticking around. But uh, you know what it's time for little personal playlist Do you have anything for us this week? Oh I got a pee to whip out right here Ooh baby I can't wait to taste it Oh boy <laughs> Give me a little of that musical taste There is a band that I got turned on to A couple years ago uh, Through an NPR Tiny Desk concert That is really unique They've got like Seven members, and they're all from different countries or something. And a lot of the time, when they make these songs, they just record their own parts like at their house and then send them to the producer, and the producer puts them all together, like one of these podcasts, I guess. Yeah. 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 And, uh, anyways, they're called Super Organism, and they make these really quirky, weird, boppy poppy songs, but they use a lot of very strange noises in them and a lot of the time they've got some really funny themes that they're talking about. They're talking about like being a fish in the ocean or staying up late at night. Like they've got these super... Super goofy things that they talk about, but their songs are always a lot of fun. Just a blast to listen to. And they did release a new album called Worldwide Pop. And I think my favorite song on the album is the second track, which is the title track on the album, called Worldwide Pop by Super Organism. It's weird. It's it's unique, but I think it's also really catchy and a lot of fun to listen to. Go listen to it. New album by Super Organism called Worldwide Pop. This episode of the Max Level Podcast has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review, regardless of where you're listening. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and Twitch, and make sure you're subscribed or following at both places with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media, as well as to our Discord server, and all other important information can be found in the show notes for this episode. Yeah.